Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. 905 on this Monday morning. Glad they can clean up San Francisco when the commies come to visit. Isn't that nice? Let's let's uh, let's hose down all the human feces off the sidewalks so that so that we look great in America when they come to San Francisco. If that doesn't bother you, I mean, let me put it this way: if it bothers you that I'm saying that, but it doesn't bother you that I'm telling you the actual truth, you got a problem <laughs> because the fact that I'm actually telling you about it isn't the issue. It's that this is the way that part of America is governed. And I got a I got a family member who's out there as one of the prosecutors in San Francisco who's completely cut me off because of Trump, by the way. And uh, it I'm a nice person and I would and I don't want to attack a family member. But um, I want to say, how's it going? How's it going out in San Francisco? Y'all doing well? How's how's that liberal mindset working for you guys? But it makes me sick because I actually I'm not a vindictive person. I don't want something bad to happen to this person and their career or to the community. I liked San Francisco. I used to fly out there for work all the time. Actually enjoyed my time in San Francisco. Now, eh, I mean, everybody's canceling because they don't want to be out there. And that's the mindset that we have put in charge of the legislature here in Virginia, just so you know. I mean, should I say enjoy your abortions while... This is, I mean, that's so gross. That's sick. Enjoy your abortions while we deteriorate. You know, thank God Glenn Youngkin's governor because he'll stop the move to repeal the right to work status in Virginia. But as soon as that happens, you can forget new business here. People will not be coming here. And honestly, I think a lot of businesses will do an um, analysis of Virginia's future and they'll say, well, you know, they got a, they got a Republican governor who will stop this. For the next two years when the Democrats push for it, but it's un- we're not sure what happens after this guy leaves. So do we want to invest a billion dollars in a plant here or in something that requires labor? Let's go someplace where we don't have to worry about right to work being repealed. So, you know, that'll be bad for all of us. I, I, if, if you're going to base your vote on abortion, and that is the preeminent issue. There's some consequences to that. Um, I, I hope everybody's aware of that. <laughs> Even after the election, you know, might be sober up a little bit. It's 908 on this Monday morning. Now, speaking of the election, did you see this story 
about State Senator Ghazala Hashmi. You remember, she, she never came on the air. She was supposed to come on the air with us maybe two years ago, and then on the morning of the interview, she canceled. <laughs> so she must have, oh, don't, don't talk to the John Reed guy. God, you can't, can't talk to the conservative, can't talk to the Republicans. So she's not come on. Okay, big deal. I don't know that she's got, I mean, honestly, I'm told her colleagues don't even like her, and I'm not sure that she's the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer by Senate standards in Virginia. but So it's I'm not mad that she's not coming on. I'm just going to point it out to you. But it looks like she uh, didn't fill out the paperwork correctly for her run for Senate, or she flat out lied and committed a felony. One of the two, right? Luke Rosiak is back with us. You know, he's the exceptional reporter at the Daily Wire. Good morning, Luke. Walk me through what you discovered here. Good morning, John. Um, so she is in a bit of a damned if you do, damned if you didn't situation here. Uh, the questions are about her whether she actually lives in the district that she's running, that she ran in, Senate District 15. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's an incumbent senator, but because of redistricting, uh, the lines changed. And rather than run in the district where her house is, SD-12, she decided to run in a different district, SD-15. And then she rented an apartment about five miles from the house where she's lived for 25 years. Um, now, under Senate, under senators have to live in, in the district that they're running in. And she filled out this statement of candidacy that said, I now reside at the address shown in the district in which I seek office. And she listed this apartment in North Chesterfield. Um, this is a sworn, you know, this document says knowingly making any untrue statement or entry in this document is a felony. The punishment is a maximum fine of confinement for up to 10 years. Mm. Also, you lose your right to vote. Mm. So she's swearing that she doesn't actually live in the big house that she's owned for 25 years. She lives in this little apartment down the road. Um, because if she doesn't live in that apartment, she can't run for office in the district that she just won in. Right. Um, so to be clear, you can't just get a P.O. box and claim that that's your home address. You can't just reroute your mail to the P.O. box. And if you do rent an apartment, you actually have to live in it, which I assume there's a legal definition of what live in it means. Right. You got to sleep there a certain number of nights or what 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 is the legal definition? Do we know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but the form says I now reside at. Yes, okay. uh, so I think residing at, to me, means it's your primary residence, which basically means that's where you sleep. And then nights. do you have to disclose the other property, too? Yeah, so then the same form that you have to fill out to run for office. It also wants to know all your assets, just to see if you've got stocks that may be a conflict of interest and so on. Okay. And so it has you list all your major assets, including houses, but you don't have to list your primary residence because, you know, I think the people that made this form are acknowledging everybody needs a place to live. We don't really need to pry into the value of your where you're living. But if you've got a vacation home, if you've got a rental home, we want to know about that. Mm. And so it says, um, uh, do a member, do you or a member of your family hold an interest in real property? Do not include your principal residence. So she checked no, and she did not list that home had been in Midlothian that she's owned. It's valued at nearly six hundred thousand oh dollars in nineteen ninety nine. So she's so, basically admitting by not 
disclosing this, that in her head, this is her primary residence, uh, because even if it was in her husband's name, she'd still be obligated to reveal this, correct? Yeah, that's that's definitely one. That's the thing here. Yeah, it, it, uh. if it's her primary residence, she didn't commit a felony on that because she didn't have to list it, except that then she did commit a felony by saying she resides at the apartment. And wow. then the opposite is true. If, if she really does, if she really does live in the apartment that she's saying she does in the district that she's supposed to live in, then she may have committed a felony by not listing her address. See what I mean uh, when know. I've heard she's not that smart. I mean, this. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to be cutesy about it, then be cutesy about it and cover your tracks. You know, I mean, I would I would s- suspect, oh god, that's pretty that's pretty lame to go rent an apartment just five miles away so that you can run for Senate. I mean, how desperate can you possibly be? But okay, as long as you actually fulfill the letter of the law, then what am I supposed to do about it? Just complain? Okay. But if you're not even smart enough to fill out the forms to have matching details, then not only are you a con artist, but you're a stupid con artist. Yeah, you know, it seems like the kind of thing that is fairly open and shut that could be prosecuted just based on this this one form alone and her sworn sworn statements. And then you can just consult with official records from the from the you know recorder of deeds to show that yes, mm-hmm. she owns this house for 25 years. Um, and it is, yeah, the, the, just the, the, the instructions on the form are pretty clear, and it seems kind of hard to just forget that you owned a house for 25 for a quarter century. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. And these people know the deal. I mean, every look, I've been around members of the House of Delegates in the State Senate for decades. They know the deal. And when, when the lines were redrawn, that was the first thing that everybody who was in the legislature did. Is like, oh, my God, am I still in my district? So it's not like this is some sort of um, extraneous, oh, my God, I didn't think about it. Everybody in Virginia who was running or thinking about running immediately looked at the map to see where their house was and where they could run and where they couldn't run. So it's just so bogus. Has anybody responded to your story? I mean, you filed it at the end of last week. Have you heard from any officials saying, we're investigating, we're going to prosecute, we're going to disqualify her? What happens next? So separately from the form that we just discussed, there are also four neighbors who filed a complaint with the Chesterfield County Registrar. Oh, they knew what was up. Okay. She actually lived in the house that she owned for 25 years. And they said, yeah, look, we, we live there in the neighborhood. We've made notes on a spreadsheet recording 62 different times, basically every day in October, multiple times a day. She's there. Her car's there in the morning. Her car's there late at night. We can see her leaving the house at like 8.30 a.m. And we've got even photographs of her uh, car in the driveway and so on. And it's, you know, her car has like legislator plates. Like it's pretty easy to identify. Yeah. Um, so they've got photographic evidence. It's all very documented. And they submitted this to the registrar and director of elections in Chesterfield County. Uh-huh. Um, the interesting thing is they did that on October 31st, before the election. Um, and so that's something that the registrar hasn't responded to me about is, what did you do when you got this complaint? Because this was well before the election. It was enough time to say, well, She's disqualified, and the Democrats could, you know, write someone else in. Because um, now the question becomes, you know, if she's, you know, there's basically two issues here. There's a potential criminal prosecution for felony uh, perjury and voter fraud, 
And then there's also actually stopping her from being sworn in. Separate issues probably handled by separate people, I suppose. Uh, but the question is, do you, what's here? Do you just do uh, another election? Is there a special election? Oh, my God. And her opponent, Hayden Fisher, the Republican, is saying, well, that doesn't really seem right because it's not like there was some problem after she won. We actually knew there was a problem before the election, mm -hmm. and they just decided to leave her on there anyway. Uh, and, you know, basically, if, if his opponent didn't fill out the election form, you know, if she, if she was basically tricking the voters, that's yeah, on her. Thinking. And maybe the punishment should be her votes are invalid, and then the second-place winner gets it, in which case, of course, um, the Senate is then tied. Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears breaks the tie, so you have essentially a Republican-controlled uh, Can Senate. you believe um, it? Now, we're going to have to explore that. My question is, does any Democrat, you know, they've just elected a felon as the Speaker of the House of Delegates. So clearly, we already knew this, but the Democrats don't care about breaking the law because they'll put somebody in charge of their party who spent seven years in a federal prison for breaking the law. So don't try to talk to me about how you care about the law. But at least in a contemporary sense, I'd like to know what happens to Ghazala Hashmi if we investigate this and find out all this is true. And then, you know, even for losers like the porn star prostitute, did we ever get to the bottom of the... Um, story you did about the uh, the the signature and the notary public who wrote a different date down <laughs> than the date of the signature um, on the form has anybody ever dealt with this i mean how how often do these democrats get to just break the rules or seemingly i don't want to convict them in advance because i'm not like a democrat attacking donald trump does anybody have to uh, uh, answer questions about whether they have broken the law or not anybody yeah it's a good question and i don't think in the case of gibson that um simply losing your election is the punishment for them not it doesn't exempt you from being prosecuted for a felony no kidding a felony. yeah um it's and, not so, yeah, no I mean, bad because i think that woman's going to run again is what i hear i mean it's crazy so sorry you yeah, you better gonna yeah, have to they, answer for this the Chesterfield County Commonwealth Attorney is a Republican, so she could prosecute this. I know the, the Commonwealth Attorneys usually say, well, the police look into it first. I don't know the details on that. It seems like lawyers could prosecute a, a, a case based on a document as well as right. police could. And I'd also, themselves. we're going to call the State Board of Ed, uh, Elections today and see what they say about it. Listen, Luke, you've been probably the most effective reporter in Virginia, and I don't even know if you're in Virginia for the for the Daily Wire, Luke Rosiak. I hope you go look up his stories because he's actually holding people in this town accountable for once. Thank you, Luke. I, I am in Virginia. Thanks for having me. All Tom. right, Bye. I appreciate it. Nine nineteen. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.